Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday at 8 o'clock, we are now going to make this the hottest day of the week. Levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics and the root based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. Indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. Order. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it. You need to understand how magical this, uh, something like this every Wednesday can become. So you need to start uh, getting your calendar right, get your schedule, your schedule right. So, I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages was to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories. Shit that works. You have to activate the pilot man in which I produced this black chemical called melanin. What we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of esoteric study and esoteric study. Playtime is over.
premonition match the old man calendar. It's always accurate, like a lightweight challenger. For all you wicked witches and the wizard of Oz, you and that man behind the curtain, yeah, y'all fixing the fall. Only a matter of time before shit hits the fan. Here's an idiot's guide for you on how to get a man. I don't need a bunch of homers to ride or die with me. I can call on Hey Ruth to fly the skies with me. We going through the transition and it's all she wrote. Put on my hockey game, my Jesus Christ back to the folk.
played this the gift and the message My music is a weapon when I use it on the reckless Spaceship hovering throughout the whole region Open up the sky and take the shortcut to Venus Getting on my liver, it's a hard pill to swallow Like comparing your religion to it if the earth is hollow No need to cry then, let it soak in your tomorrows Let my music soak up all your bittersweet and sorrows See the sun shining, I lay back and kick it Staying sucker free, it's my new way of living One day we get together, then we all start billing But the ball that I dribble got me posting like pippin' Champagne glasses around my organite pyramid Glazing at the stars, show the kids where we really live These solar flares got my DNA 12 stranded Collect the kids, transit, feed it to the man spring To wash the tall moors, some of us we've been here To reunite the others and cool the world with wind chills I put rap to the back for a good reason 2012-21 was a good season Fake people get exposed just for who they are Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars My flow bring the fear of God to these modern rappers They crawling backwards, kicking men in chest and hard attack Ever since the kid went galactic My center bracket reached the top and interacted with my solar status The microphone will grab it, I guess it's just a habit I live a legend in your presence, sort of like the Mavericks It ain't about me, nah, but it's about the future I go to races on and dealing with the cockadoodles I sock it to you like a grandma and your mama used to The final stage, I ride away just like it's Honolulu I prove my old school, but since I stayed there Galactic conscious awareness, I got my brace there See with the eye of Hayru, no longer bend the knees My inner chiefs are in a me when it's time to leave This modern day crap, I don't even follow it I'd rather symbolize my neighbor in the hieroglyphs Declare peace without Battlestar Galactica Footstepping back with some way back to Africa To wash the tall moors, some of us we've been here To reunite the others, to cool the world with wind chills I put rap to the back for a good reason 2012-21 was a good season Fake people get exposed just for who they are Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars My flow bring the fear of God to these modern rappers They crawling backwards, kicking men in chest and heart attack to wash the tall moors Some of us we've been here to reunite the others To cool the world with wind chills I put rap to the back for a good reason 2012-21 was a good season Fake people get exposed just for who they are Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars My flow bring the fear of God to these modern rappers They crawling backwards, kicking men in chest and heart attack them Some technical difficulties for some reason we couldn't um, 
Facebook this information out, so we're trying to figure out what was going on here. Okay. All right, all right. Um, we're going to get into some things here tonight. Um, in particular, we're going to get into the all is mine and everything in the universe is mental, you know, which happens to be the first uh, of the seven principles or universal principles of Tahuti. Tahuti is known as Thoth within the Greek, um, in which that the word thought originate from. And so uh, Thoth or Tahuti, Jehuti, um, which is the ancient Tamarian name, was the moon, nature, in which that we know that the moon has a magnetic effect upon the planet and upon the bodies of, you know, humans and mankind, etc. Uh, based on the fact that with 75% water and the moon um, influences the tides of the waters on the planet. Hence, internally, the planet or our planetary body or what is called our physical body and the waters within it. Alright, so let's get into the mental information here. Um, anything you want to say on that before I go in, um, Brother L? Uh, yeah, uh, you were saying about the, the bodies being 75% water. Yeah, that's uh, correct. Uh, that's actually why our bodies are made up as well. You know, uh, they have about 75% of the uh, water of our body, really. You know, So that's why that shows that we are in tune with the universe. So we have overall with the universal makeup. Right. With this right. creation. So yeah. No doubt. Well, these are just some things in which that we was taught in high school and junior high college. Of course we know that the first law of um thermodynamics, um tells us that matter or electromagnetic energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Um, that's Newton's law um, in which that deals with energy cannot be created nor destroyed. All right. right. Um, us knowing that fact, we begin to start understanding a little bit more about the, um, the science of the mind. But we know that also neurologists tells us that the brain emits um, measurable electromagnetic waves that can be used to identify activity associated with the human mind. Um, we even got um, psychologists um, in which that suspects that the electromagnetic field that is the mind can be um, actually identified as a human thought process um, which may as well function independently of the brain. Um, Carl Jung um, taught that the unconscious part of the mind can actually communicate with other unconscious minds during sleep or when in um, an alpha state, which alpha state is a trance-like state from down um, from the beta state in which that um, most of us are currently in right now, or gamma state. You have gamma state, you have beta state, you have alpha state, um, theta, delta, delta, theta um, state. So the various states and psychology speaks of the same thing. So the world of the mind 
called by many the astral world, is actually a world of images and symbols, which everything is possible there. And nothing is surprising, really. You know, the astral world is the world of dreams. So when we um, travel, um, you know, uh, what is called astral travel, uh, really, when we sleep. You know, so the human mind, as we know, is made of electromagnetic energy. And since energy cannot be destroyed, then it follows that the human mind cannot be destroyed either. You know, so if the mind functions independently of the body, as scientists um, suspect, um, then when the body dies, the mind will continue to exist independently of the body. Yes. You know, um, the mind and the awareness of the personality will then exist in what is called the astral plane. And for those who don't know what the astral plane is or astral world, the word astral means star. You know, and um, as we know as the world of our dreams, this is the world of symbols and images that is, um, that is, I guess you can say, accumulated through our experiences and the experiences of our ancestors. You know, and... When we look at that, we really have to think in terms of, um, you know, that the language, the religion, and even the philosophies that we have are actually mere thought forms, you know what I'm saying, of men and women, you know. So when we attempt to even relay messages from the higher, from our higher selves, sometimes it get mixed, uh, mixed in with our personal, earthly, lower self experiences, you know, and, um, the Holy Quran Circle 7 speaks to that. You know, it doesn't make the experience invalid. But the fact is that it's not our personal experience. Um, oftentimes, uh, when we hear others speak of their experiences or when they write down their experiences and we read them, you know, from a book or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? And because of that, being that it's not our own personal experience, um, as we see with various religions, in particular the major world religions, it, you know, they become um, degraded, you know. So really, mm-hmm. religions are nothing more than degraded spiritual systems. And this, you know, sometimes makes, you know, this can make a problem because now we have people attempting to force other people into their belief um, system, saying that their belief is the only right and exact way. Uh, way. You know what I'm saying? And that they're the only ones that knows God. Now, right. Of course, this is insanity, <laughs> but moreover, right. all thoughts are energy. You know, so we know that our physical body, our DNA, RNA, and et cetera, you know, is energy, but this energy is actually um, thought form energy. Um, we are thought projection of our mothers and fathers. You know what I'm saying? Um, a concentration of memories, you know, which is, you know, energy from seven generations on each side of the family, as we spoke about all, you know, often. So the first law of Tahuti Jehudi, universal law, is mentalism, which states that the all is mind and everything in the universe is mental, or that the all is mind and everything in the universe is energy. You know, so um, if nature um, has... Um, seem fit to preserve millions of species for millions of years, it is logical for us to assume that um, we should also seek to preserve the human mind and its great um, creative potential. 
you know, in other words, when we speak about the etheric plane or the etheric plane, um, or the astral plane, we're talking about aspects of the atmosphere as we spoke about um, a few weeks ago. Um, we're talking about, in particular, the ionosphere. All right, you get the Unk book written by Nur Ankh Amen. He speaks about that, that heaven is the ionosphere, and the ionosphere is a mirror, is an exact duplicate of everything that's here on earth, is there. So when people say, well, what do, you know, do dogs go to heaven or birds? When they, yeah, everything goes um, to the exact replica. You know, so this is supported by the fact that um, nature preserves that which is strong and um, valuable. And the most valuable thing that has ever evolved on this planet um, through the science of breath is the human mind. Consciousness. You know, so according to all of this, after we die, the physical body decomposes into the basic elements, um, which are then recycled by nature to create um, other life forms. And that's where they say that, um, that you know, a cat can become a dog or a dog. Can, in other words, that's the state of evolution of what is being spoken of. But that does not happen from species to species, however, physically. In other words, a, a cat cannot become a dog, a dog cannot become a horse, a horse cannot become a camel, and all these different things in that regard. But the elements are recycled by nature to create other life forms. The mind, um, which is pure um, electromagnetic energy, once disembodied, uh, has no physical substance, you know. Um, still has some type of tangible uh, weight to it because based on the breath, based on the mind um, and electrons from the body, there's about 70 grams of weight in which that is different uh, from a person who is dead and to a person who is living. Right, so that 70 grams account for um, aspects of the mind, uh, which is your memories, your experience that you've gathered here as well as also um, the electrons from the from the um, body, as well as also the breath, the vapor um, aspect. Um, those three symbolizes what we call the Ba, the Ka, and Aku, which is the Egyptian or Kemetic or Temerian terminology for the Ba is the soul, Ka is the spirit, and the Aku is the glorified light body. Okay? Yes, that's uh. If we talk about the energy that never dies, or uh, that that uh, relates also to the the meaning of the Halloween movie, uh, Michael Myers. Mm. Reason why they had a hard time killing them off. Mm. You know, because you cannot kill energy. You know. Oh. Uh, there you go. Whether it's evil or you know, demonic mm. or whether it's good, you know, you know whatever, you know. But they have a hard time killing them off. Right. That is the the allegorical and the symbolic meaning. I mean, the more mm. aspects of the, the movie Halloween. Right, right. So, yeah, uh, thing with uh, uh, like uh, the energy, like you spoke of, like being calm, 
Africa is the last word of the word Africa and America. Right. You know? So I had uh, studied that also. I uh, looked into your book, read, read your book, uh, The First World Order, and how people always dealing with, uh, especially, you know, nationalized Moors, dealing with Asiatic and Moor, you know, but I always excuse the, exclude the word Africa, which they should never do, because we are right. still descendants of Africa. You know, you know uh, call yourself African Moors, or, you know, or Moors in the Americas, you know, or whatever. But we are still descendants of Africa. <coughs> also, no, uh, Af and Rook, you know, Africa, you know, find out what East of those syllables, syllables mean. You'd be pretty proud of, you know, being a uh, descendant of Africa. You know, Africa. It's not by Leo or Scipio Africanus. No, it is not. Right. You know, you know it, 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 it's just the word itself. It's right down the science of the word itself. You know, it's very deep. Yeah, some of us are talking about, uh, well, we didn't come from anywhere. We were always here. Well, if, if you look at the the, the break-off, you know, when the two continents have split, you know, uh, if you look at it that way, yeah, you can say we always been here, you know, but still we migrated from Africa toward over here, although they said it wasn't up but a little lake distance from here to Africa at the time. You know, right. still, and when that occurred yeah, we took about you know, we took about uh, you know, over a billion years ago. So Right. You know, it's it it, 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 it was still um over a billion years before the Albion or European got here upon this planet in order to try to dictate um our origin. Well they can't because every time they dig, anthropologists get their anthropologists and they try to dig, 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 and research and research, they find out, uh-oh, here come another skeletal remains. You know, that was, oh, that was, what, two billion years ago. Damn, you know, they can't really find it. They could really know how, you know, really know when, you know, uh, the, to, to, to find out the beginning of the Asiatic race, African race. They can't trust our history. Right. Um, no, they can't trace the history. No. no. And this 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 is actually the reason why um we continue trying to, you know, break down, you know, the origin, you know, of man, which is also woman, you know, um and and how all of this occurred. You know, like we were talking about the word astro is derived from the Greek word um, astron, astron, um, or astron, um, which means basically of the stars. And the word was originated, um, you know, used to refer to the abode of the, you know, so-called Greek gods. But its meaning um, later grew to include other entities and other planes. You know, so the ancient belief that in the astral world, you know, was a... Um, I guess you can say a etheric or ethereal um, place with these ethereal beings and angels belonging to a higher hierarchy, you know, belonged, 
you know what I'm saying? And then eventually the term astral world or astral plane became identified with the occult sciences. You know, and currently it is considered a mysterious um, zone uh, that is said to exist basically beyond our um, normal senses or our material um, perception. You know, but there's a good book. Um, It's called The Astral World, which is written by Swami um, Panchandisi. Panchandisi. In which that um, in the book, uh, he speaks about the astral plane. You know, and so um, he speaks about, you know, like the ancient teaching tells us that there's seven planes of existence. Um, the first plane and the dense of the seven is the material plane, which is identified with our uh, physical world. So he gets into that. Um, the second is the fourth plane, which is also known as the etheric plane. Um, this is followed by the third plane or astral plane, which is also the emotional plane, and then that of the fourth, which is the mental plane. Uh, and then the three um, following planes, you know what I'm saying, um, of basically instead of such a high degree of spiritual evolution uh, that very little is known about them. But that goes back to what we um, said um, the other week, but we do know about them. In the um, Rosicrucian teachings, they um, named them, in which that we have the causal plane, the spiritual plane, and the soul plane. You know, so, you know, not just that, we can actually uh, explain, you know, what goes on on each plane. And plus, each of the seven planes is divided into seven subplanes. So, really, it's like 49 planes, so each of in which is turned into seven subdivisions, which continues to be um, likewise divided until they have reached the seven um, degree of subdivision. So what he tells us is that these planes are not superimposed upon each other as they would be if they were a part of the Earth um, atmosphere, but rather uh, they are all manifest in the same point or the same origin of time or the same point of space. All right. Um, we know that within um, the five percent teachings of nation, gods, and earth, that's about the expansion of all the size of the universe is 76 quintillion miles in diameter, right? Um, you know that according to science, the origin of that came from a Big Bang, in which that is allegedly of an atom. So we understand that that would be the source of everything in which that we see, touch, taste, and smell as beyond um, into the subconscious, uh, unconscious you know, planes which we would refer to as um, subconscious, superconscious, magnetic conscious, um, you know, and infinite consciousness, you know. So we understand that those areas go even further. And, you know, we're looking at the various planes. We know that if planes are conceived as energy manifestations of increasing vibratory rate, that is also possible to conceive that they may um, all be located on the same point in space, but at different density. So even one more subtler um, um, than the other. And the best way to understand the concept is actually is to um, is bring to remembrance of like heat, electricity, magnetism, 
um, laser beams, x-rays, ultraviolet light can all exist in the same place without interfering with each other because they all consist of energy moving in different vibratory rates. All right, so that's that's the way we're trying to explain it. So in the same way, the different planes can coexist at the same point of physical space without impending um, upon each other. Now, some of the ancient masters tried to explain the idea by saying that the planes is not a place but a state of being. All right? Um, that's that's what they're trying to explain. Now, all of this is, once again, part of the mental um, aspect and the higher aspect of the mental plane is the causal plane, which is the higher mental, in which that transfers later um, as the vibratory rate changes um, higher or increases to the spiritual, in which that even higher it becomes the soul. All right, so um, the second plane is known as the plane of force or the force plane or etheric plane, which um, we find that um, the creative energy um which the universe came into being, you know that that is part of the prana energy, in which that those who work with qigong, or you know, who are yogis or tai chi, um, you got the prana or chi or ki energy, um, as it is called ka, um, or ra, as it is also called within the ancient comedic, um, teachings. So um, in recent years, physicists, um, especially those who've been studying um quantum mechanics. Um, have been studying the energies of the etheric um, plane without realizing it. You know, this is really what they're saying. This is why now they they call it quantum physics because there's a rendition of metaphysics, but yet metaphysics is supposed to be, quote-unquote, the pseudoscience. But yet we already knew all of this information prior to them having to study it and quantify it. Right. You know, so, so that's the craziness right. about it. Because they've been studying the energy of the etheric plane without even realizing it. It's, it's in this plane that we find the subatomic particles such as um, um, the quarks, um, the muons, the um, the neutrons, um, which some physicists believe may be the building block of matter, which it is, essentially. And so the, the etheric substance known as prana as we're talking about is one of the forces created in this plane. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't even want to say the word created because it is what it is. In which that we absorb um, with each breath. All right? It's this prana that, that keeps us alive. And our true substance of um, our source of substance, uh, you know, I guess you could say according to the yogis, they say that the prana is best assimilated into the organism through a pattern of rhythmic um, breathing known as pranayama. And this is what we're talking about, you know. And we're just trying to break it down so that, you know, everybody can understand um, what's really going on here. You know, so when you practice the qigong, you actually is absorbing etheric energy, transforming yourself into an etherian, in which that we once were. So actually, we're getting back to where we once were. This is the activation of the junk DNA and how now um, there's children being born with three and more strands of DNA in which that um, there's various um, groups such as the New Agents who speaks of 12 strands of DNA and then 12 etheric strands of DNA making 24 strands 
altogether, which is symbolic to like the 24 elders mentioned in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Now, the third plane, um, which we know is um, basically is known as the astral plane or the astral world, um, which is actually the emotional um, body. Um, it's the state of being that you can reach by, um, you know, by the human spirit. Um, basically, essentially, after uh, we pass, um, it's also where we sojourn every night during our dreams. So the astral um, plane is accessible to living beings also. You know, either by using the um, psychic senses or by traveling to these um, inner regions with the astral body. You know, so the astral sense is um, actually directed, um, directly connected with the physical senses. Right? This is where we get the um, five um, higher aspects of, like for sight, you have clairvoyance, for hearing, clairaudience, um, for touch, like chemistry, for taste, clairgestance. Um, for smell, um, clear sentience. All right, so um, that's that's what we do understand. So these astral senses are directly connected with the physical senses, and it is um, basically through these that the human um, receive input from the astral plane or the astral world. In other words, each of our five senses, um, you know, as we said, it actually has a counterpart. In the astral world, and that's what we're talking about. So there's other senses in the astral plane that we know, um, which is known, you know, here on Earth as what um, ESP or um, HSP, which is um, extrasensory perception or higher sensory perception. Um, among them, of course, we know is also telepathy, um, psychokinesis, um, levitation. Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, um, psychokinesis is the same as telekinesis, and being able to move objects with your mind. Right. Uh, so these um, senses are dormant in most um, humans. Yes, you it know? is. But, I mean, but they're slowly awakening, but most of it is dormant. Um, number one, they don't believe it, and that is the downfall. Um, but yet, you know, understanding that we have seven chakras or seven seats of light and the main light aspect is that called Kundalini in which that raises up through the rest in order to give us um, siddhas or cities which is um, particular gifts or these particular gifts that we just made mention of you know like being a clairvoyant you know what I'm saying and even then sometimes they are able to have astral visions but these are usually spontaneous and not controlled so true astral vision is acquired only through um, special studies, you know what I'm saying, and exercises and practice. And a lot of people don't want to practice, you know what I'm saying. Oh. So people who have developed these faculties can um, actually use it to transcend from one plane to another through the force of will. Now, if you get that book, The Astral World, um, by um, Panchar Dasi, uh, he speaks of the method of being able to move through the various planes using the astral body. And uh, basically he says this body is formed as an etheric substance that has a very high vibratory rate. Now, of course, we can refer to it now if you get the book, The Flower of Life, written by Javala Melchizedek. Um, he speaks of it as the Macabre. Now, of course, that is the same Hebrew term in which that 
is used in the Bible, which actually is not Hebrew, it's derived from ancient Kemetic, um, Tamarian, uh, Metronature. But in Hebrew, they use it also, in which that it says Metronature, um, that the Makaba um, is the flaming chariot. And allegedly, this is the flaming chariot or allegory in which that um, Elijah was taken up on. All right, some refer to it as a UFO, um, but really, this UFO is actually an IFO um, because your body is able to transform itself into a vehicle of light, and you're able to um, to bridge the the gap between these various dimensions, the cosmic zones, the realms, density levels, etc., uh, etc. Et okay, um, so I know some of this stuff. May be over the head, but do your research, do your study. Um, you know, for the people out there. All right, so we understand yeah. that the astral plane. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, brother. Yes. Uh, if, if anyone uh, saw the old movie, old movie now, that you saw the old movie Carrie, and uh, the movies like that, it, it shows you that. Uh, when it first came out, a lot of people thought it was just a lot of hoopla, you know, but it's not, you know. She had ESP, you know. She had telekinesis. Right. And uh, she was uh, showing, actually, everyone can can have it. Everyone's got it. You know, like they showed in the movie Lucy, you just only use about 10% of your brain. Uh, 10% of the 100% of your brain. You know, you never, you never, most of the vast, vast majority of them go to our graves and never will use uh, anything above the 10% of our brains, you know. Right. So uh, this is what's going on. You know, a lot of people, like you say, a lot of people don't believe it. And if you don't believe it, so therefore, no, you're not going to try to uh, to utilize these uh, these uh, other uh, 90% of the brain not going to try to utilize it or try to use any of it. But that's the way we way we were supposed to be at, really. Right. Not as destructive as Lucy was. No. But we were supposed to uh, do more productive things with it. You know. I mean, exactly. the movie was a little bit, you know, a little bit, uh, what you could say, a little bit uh, uh, missing. No. Uh, uh, I could say what the word... Uh, one one that accurate when it comes right. to though these kind of skills that you're supposed to have. Uh-huh. You know, they made other movies like Carrie. You know, people that have telekinesis and things of that sort. You know, so. Right. But this is where we're supposed to be at. But they had uh, our people. They had dumbed the people down so much, and this is part of the big part of the reason why most of us. That can't use the other ninety percent of our brain, right? No. At any given time, exactly. Right. You know, because that's the thing. So I have to say, well, we use more than ten percent of our brain. Yeah, but not more than any, not more than just at one given time. You don't. In other words, you right. don't use the whole brain at one time. Stop lying, and stop telling people that nonsense. <laughs> you know. And so, you know, we know we know that normally the astral body um, surrounds the physical body like a like a translucent um, sheath, you know, and that it may be actually um, perceived as a like a bluish 
um, type of halo that extends like about two inches or so above the body. That is that is also part of the um, lower astral body, which is the etheric body. The ethereal body is also part of the astral body, as we talked about earlier. And of course, we know that the astral body, the high astral body, um, actually changes colors, or can change colors depending on the health of a person, the mental or moral state of a person. You know what I'm saying? And so this halo is commonly known as a person's aura. And it's basically, it's not difficult to see. Um, an easy way of perceiving the aura is basically by holding the arm um, horizontal against like a light or white background. And then looking just above the skin while letting the eyes just go slightly out of focus. Within a minute or so, actually within a matter of seconds, a minute, it is possible to see the aura as a faint, um, you know, color. You know, mostly yes, a um, bluish, like bluish gray band, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you would see. Uh, so what we know is that the astral body is the exact copy of the physical body and survives after the physical um, body dies. However, the astral body is not immortal and eventually disintegrates and returns um, to its component parts, as does the physical body. Um, they say that it returns to the realm of form, which means that that is energy, once again, chi or ki energy, in which that can be utilized by others in order to extend their life force. That's part of that recycling process that we spoke about a little bit earlier. I'm just trying to explain these things so that people um, can have a greater um, idea of what really takes place with the power of the mind, because this is all mental apparatus. Right, this is all yeah. mental. Mm-hmm. All right, so. You know, yeah, for people. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, like things like the Matrix. You know, uh, I tell people all the time that things are not what they seem to be. You know, uh, you see it, but you don't really know it. You really don't know what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it's just like uh, the movie The Matrix. One, uh, uh, Neo was telling, uh, no, 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 uh, 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 the blonde sister, the actor, was telling uh, Neo in the movie that you know you see it every day. Uh, you, you know, you see it when you go to work, clock in every day. When you go to, uh, and you file your taxes. And, so on and so on and so on, you know. But, you know, they don't realize that they're slaves. And that's part of it. I'm not used to more than 10% of your brain, you know, because they get you so dumbed down that you really believe, or most people really believe that they are free. Right. And they're not. They even get your, uh, the, the, the even uh, 90% of your brain locked down. Because you believe everything that was been told to you, right? You know, just like just like you know, uh, 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 the most most of our people believe they are black and they are African Americans or they are people of color, you know. And you come to them, look at the word boar or Asiatic or Aboriginal indigenous, they look at you real like you just went out to lunch because they still haven't even heard them. Heard these words. These words are still foreign to most of our people. 
But this is why we have on the blog talk show tonight. That's why I write news articles to get the word out, information out to our people as much as we can. You know, I mean, I think this is pretty bad for 2015. And it's still like that today. And uh, the, the way that, you know, like I said, the, the 90% of the brain is still being locked down because of uh, uh, we refuse to change our literature. What's going on? You know, uh, people think that oh, that's silly. That's not, that's impossible. You can't do nothing like that because they've been taught that way. Right. They've been taught to think mm-hmm. that way. Right. Part of the educational system, or so-called educational system. Again, for instance, how many? When do you, you see a lot of these misleaders, uh, the aldermen? state representatives of each city and town of, of the country, but they never talk about nationality or birthright issues. Never. Right. They always talk about the affordable community. You know, right. Go ahead, Dr. Lane. No, no, no. I mean, that's absolutely correct. They don't because um, some has been bought and paid for, such as we know about Jesse Jackson, um, such as also... Uh, um, Al Sharpton, you know, we we understand that they've been they they've been um, bought, you know, and uh, they're there not for the people, they're there to get money in their pocket, you know, um, for themselves and for their families, you know. Um, how is it possible that neither one ever held the church position as a minister or reverend or pastor, hold the title as reverend and pastor? Um, but yet, I don't have churches, but yet are multi-millionaires. That's something. You know, I mean, so uh, we can say that's the power of the mind. Well, it's also the power of something else. Right, right. Okay. You know, so. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I ain't going to talk about that right now. Go ahead, Doc. Yeah, a lot of these uh, so-called black politicians, you see a lot of them stay in trouble with the, the police. And, uh, yeah, well, we see that. That's what happened with but, Jesse Jackson's son, who was, uh, 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 you know, who, who was part of Congress. He's part of Congress, but they're constantly in, in trouble with the police. Right. You know, and, and protest marches. And, uh, you know, like the, the sister up here, her last name is Nasheed, but she has a free national name. Mm-hmm. But you never hear her talk about nationality or birthright issues. Even in the St. Louis, Missouri Republic, a lot of these aldermans are certain well, wards, which are slave regions. Uh, uh, they, 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 they're, you know, they never, they never talk about that. Your aldermen of Ward 16. But what does Ward mean? You know, they never go there. They never break that down. A lot of them are just, like you said, a lot of them are paid off. And they made it, they make it believe that a lot of people, that these, uh, that they're really fighting for the people. They stand in trouble. I think Sister Nasheed was caught with a weapon on, in her, on her possession. You know, made it look real bad. But she still talk. She still don't talk about nationality or birthright issues. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And the thing is, uh, the energy or the energy, the energy goal we were talking about earlier, uh, you can deal with uh, certain things dealing with vampire or vampirism. You know, uh, dealing with the day and night. And all it's about is dealing with uh, uh, the, the, the forces of light, dealing with the forces of darkness. You know, but a lot of people deal with that as just a movie. But it's dealing with energy as well. Right. The energy of darkness is the energy of light. That's why they cannot stand light. The reason why they can't stand it is that they'll kill them off. Right. That's all I would have, have to say about that subject, uh, Dr. Ali. Well, I mean, that, that's that's the key, too, is that um, that, that's what we have to realize, is that um, we're talking about light, in particular astral light, you know. And um, when we talk about the astral body, um, you know, we, we find out that... Uh, that when a person dies, that the spirit along with the astral body goes to one of the subplanes of the astral world, where it rests in uh, peaceful or regenerative sleep. Now, during that sleep, the spirit is prepared for the place that corresponds to the level of spiritual development. Okay, so when the um, spirit awakens, it immediately passes to the mental plane, where it then proceeds on to levels correlating uh, or corresponding to its development. Uh, so the astral body um, basically remains in the astral world for a short time after the spirit um, leaves it. And then what we find out is that eventually the astral body loses strength and, dis- and disintegrates, actually just like the physical body, decomposes. Um, and when this happens, uh, it immediately passes to what is called the astral cemetery. And so the more spiritually, spiritually advanced a person is, the faster his or her um, astral body will disintegrate as it is um, basically composed mostly of a person's um, instincts and emotions. Because remember, it's the emotional body. So the more attached a person is to the physical world, the longer his or her astral body will remain in the lower planes of the astral world. All right? And that's particularly on the first and second overtone level of the astral plane. And this is oftentimes um, these um, disincarnated um, energy uh, yeah. is what is being tapped into. Uh, I give a good example um, when I'm talking about the Astral World book by um, um, Panat, uh, um, Pen, uh, what's his name, Panchad Dasi, Panchasi. Um, he states. Particularly that the astral bodies um, and not the spirit um, of the person or people who have died who communicates through seance or channeling sessions. They tap into the astral body of the individual and not the spirit of the individual or the soul. Right? So these are also the ghosts who haunt and uh, follow the living unable to find a resting place. These are earthbound individuals. Um, this is particularly true of people who die violently, um, just like in the movie um, Ghosts with Patrick Swayze and, uh, mm-hmm. and Whoopi Goldberg. 
All right, he got shot diabolically, and um, you know, his whole thing was trying to, you know, be in contact with um, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name right now. Oh, Demi but, Moore. Um, yeah, Demi Moore, right? With his with his wife, exactly. Um, or his girl at that time, or you know, um, and so you know, after he died, everybody, you know, um, Ruby Goldberg was through a seance was able to channel him. Right, but that was once again the astral body. That was not the spirit of the person. All right, so after we die, the spirit normally regenerates itself in the astral world. You know what I'm saying, and then passes directly to the mental plane. But the astral body can retain certain memories and aspects of that personality um, that makes it possible for it to establish a communication. All right, um, with the living. And this is what people um, actually tap into when they set up their altars um, and shrines is the astral part of the individual. And normally this is real good um, during um, the three days right after passing up the individual that um, the individual can come back and communicate real well um, um, with their, you know, with their relatives. And so people at seances uh, want to be actually convinced that the entity whom they're communicating with is the spirit of someone that they once knew or love. But when you do some observation, um, you begin to realize that uh, the entity uh, that they're contacting is is um might not necessarily be, might just be a familiar, all right? Someone who's um, acting as such, you know what I'm saying? And and they're tapping into and that and this particular entity is tapping into the memories of that particular shell of the person of the astral body or disincarnated um, entity of, of you know of that particular astral body because anybody knows that there's something be um, there's something that appears to be missing in a disembodied entity and what is missing is the spark of the spirit of the mind that is already going on to a higher plane leaving behind an empty shell, which is the remnants of what we refer to of spirit or soul. Right? So um, that after death, most spirits sleep for a long time, some for many years in the sub-plane um, of the um, astral um, world. People who are um, highly evolved, like I said, um, spiritually, um, you know, evolved spiritually, and people at the bottom of the um, spiritual ladder, both awake after a short period, right? Um, to spiritually elevated because they do not need much time to prepare for um, the corresponding level of the mental world. And they're spiritually unevolved because they automatically, um, I guess you can say, gravitate to to the areas of lower vibration. So once in these particular cosmic zones, they continue to relive the same terrible, destructive um, actions that basically characterize their material lives, but only as a helpless spectator. This is this is the aspect of what we was talking about before about hell. You know that hell and heaven are states of mind. You know, what I'm saying so. Eventually, many of these spirits become horrified at the vision of their past lives. And uh, repent of their action and try to basically, um, you know, this is where the Christian value come in and that, and um, try to leave these um, sub um, planes and ascend to a higher level of being. So this is what is meant within the um, 
hadith or Quranic, um, holy Quranic um, information where people read about um, hell isn't um, forever eternal in that way. It could be based on the mental um, perception because most people never learn from their errors or their ways. So they continue, like it's said, to repeat it over and over again. You know, so it could seem as if it's eternal or forever because they just never learn. They never um, understand that they need to feel um, sorrowful about the things in which they've, they've done, the guilt that they've harbored, um, the problems that they have caused, um, the solutions they never found answers for, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and so there are those, however, who have descended so low on a spiritual scale that they are actually unable and unwilling to reject their past actions. And without this repentance and the desire to um, ascend to a region of greater light, the spirit runs the risk of actually eventually um, disintegrating. Mm. Okay. Okay. So what what you're saying is that... Right, and this is what is called the second death that is mentioned in the Bible. Hmm. Okay. No, so these subplanes of this lower astral world has been equated with hell and purgatory. And once again, this is once again heaven and hell is nothing but mind states. This is what we're dealing with. The all is mind and everything in the universe is mental. And we and we trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together, you know, based on our last episode so that people can um begin to you know, get some clarity on some of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So unlike its terrifying sublevels, um, the astral world has higher regions, you know, as we broke down um the other week with spirits who were creative in the physical world, such as writers, painters, poets, composers, can bring um to fruition great works that was left unfinished on the material plane. Others create wonderful works in the astral plane, uh, that are basically later perceived as inspirations by um, human beings who carry them on through um, to completion in the physical world. And this is where, once again, the reason why you set up shrines and altars is to be able to receive that type of communication. So the astral world is the womb of the physical plane, and everything that takes place in the material world is but an echo of something that has already happened in the astral world, which is also the world of imagination. This is why it's possible to create and visualize things in our mind that later all basically that can materialize in the physical world. You know, so in the mental plane, we find the higher regions that many religions call heavens. And this is the subplane that is found, you know, where the exalted spirits of highly evolved human beings, you know, such as saints and mortars and ascended masters and all this you know, and this is where, you know, those who sacrifice their lives for others on the pursuit of the um, sublime idea, angels who, um, essence is pure love, belonging to the higher regions of the astral plane, but travel um, continuously amongst the higher planes, you know. Um, there's also about reincarnation that tells us that the highly evolved spirits um, take a much longer time to reincarnate. So when such a being elect um, to be reborn soon after his last existence, it is making actually a supreme sacrifice 
you know, usually for an important reason, which is a born anew, and it's derived of the um, great joy, um, ecstasy, that all the, you know, continuous life of the spirit on the higher plane. In other words, we basically, some of us actually chose to come back here in order to uh, reveal revelations, certain things and keys, you know, in which that can be good for humanity. You know, so basically almost all spirits um, from the most of the least evolved spend some time in the subplanes of the astral world, you know, where they basically their endeavor is to perfect themselves and require um, or acquire um, a higher, well, elevation, I guess you can say. You know, so because the spirit can reincarnate, it must leave the astral plane and pass to the proper subplanes in the you know, in the mental plane or in the mental world. And the least evolved spirit spend, um, like I said, a um, little time here and reincarnate quickly. You know, say, matter of fact, within two to five years of our time. Well, what do you say this, about, uh, what do you say about children that dies at an early age when I'm right. in, uh, living long enough to attain that certain spiritual or the mental plane or, or, the, or the astral plane. Right. Well, they, they, come, they, can come back, they can come back and reincarnate quickly also. Um, however, if, they, um, if the mother and father is really emotional or in an emotional state, what can happen is that that child can actually become attached to the auric field, in particular of the mother. And that's something in which that um, they don't want to happen. Um, they want to be able to um, channel that spirit um, back through um, the proper channels, which is back through sexual intimacy, in order to bring that spirit back into physical incarnation. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So basically, um, a highly evolved spirit can spend centuries in the region of the mental world or in some higher planes. So during the stay in these higher dimensions, the spirit enters into a basically a different identification with his higher self, from which that it receives purity and light, thus enjoying the divine ecstasy yogis speak about, which is nirvana or bliss. Nothing but if the spirit is so far evolved that it no longer needs to reincarnate, um, it stays in the superior planes, where it may um, actually help. Um, those spirits who are still bound to the incarnation cycle. So that they will reincarnate faster than the ones on a higher spiritual plane. No, if they're in a higher spiritual plane, they don't have to reincarnate. Okay. But they so will help those yeah. who have not reached a higher plane to be able to uh, not have to reincarnate any longer. In other words, they would begin to start bestowing some of this information upon them on how they achieve this state of existence. What we what we now know is that the breath is how we achieve these highest levels. That's what we do know. All right, the breath is what propels the mind and these electrons of the physical body at the point of death in order to correlate to um, the plane of existence, you know, um, that you worked on here. 
All right. So um, we spoke about many times before about the science of breath and how it gives you different states of consciousness. Interpersonal consciousness, intrapersonal consciousness, life consciousness, subconsciousness, superconsciousness, magnetic consciousness, infinite consciousness. All of that is controlled by lessening the breath. Um, lessening your breath from 18 breaths to 9 breaths to 7.5 to 6 to 4.5 to 3 to 1 breath a minute. So if you was able to master over a period of time of the science of the one breath a minute, um, which is infinite consciousness, then guess what? You just broke the threshold of incarnation. There's no need for you to reincarnate because your mental apparatus will correlate to the superior plane or superior planes on which they just made mention of, which is infinite consciousness, which would be actually the soul plane. Mm. So, uh, uh, what, what, what you're saying is what you haven't learned, learned in this life, you will learn in the other. What you, you will learn uh, in the reincarnation stage. Right. Okay. Because you were saying earlier that the ones that that, that been so low in there, uh, to say, without even having any kind of spiritual reality uh, about themselves or uh, just mur- dealing with murder uh, uh, rape uh, any kind of low life uh, activity and right. when they uh, pass into transition and they, they still have a, uh, uh, learning things from that or uh, any regrets or anything like that so there's there's uh, their spirit will eventually die out. Right. If if they if they don't repent, this 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 is what I was talking about um, about the signs of repenting. And um, if you if you don't feel sorrowful, in a sense, in other words, if your soul don't cry out um, for the misdeeds and the misappropriate, you know, inappropriate actions. Or behavior in which that you took here upon planet Earth, the things in which that you did, you know what I'm saying, and admit that you did, you know what I'm saying, then uh, it has a hard time. And that, and if you take too long to understand that or come to some type of um, solution for yourself, then, yeah, you could dis- disintegrate. In other words, um, you could face or experience what is called the second death. Which the scripture speaks about. Um, in particular, the Bible speaks about the second death. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, but if you repent, then maybe they'll have a chance of, of coming back to this uh, life form to be uh, to do that all over again. Right. You know, and what other people say can make that up, right. sort of, sort of way. You know, mm-hmm. therefore that bring you more to a higher spiritual plane than the last life you had, a physical life right. that you had on this earth. Okay. Right, right. And, and it's spoken of in the Book of Revelation. I think it's the twentieth chapter, the fourteenth verse. Then it, then it's explained that the second definition even explained in more detail than. Um, Revelation, the 21st chapter, the 8th verse. You know, so, um, 
the scriptures try to explain it, you know, I mean, of course, it don't go into details like the way we just did, you know, but uh, it has some type of uh, merit or truth or value to the information, you know, that we need to um, pay attention to. Okay. So, uh, like I said, but even if that deals with, like, uh, say, for instance, an enemy of yours, you still will have to repent, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. You know what I'm right. saying? And, of course, we, we're not talking about just from a Christian concept here. All right? Um, we're talking about your intentions. We're talking about being able to repent. Um, in other words, having the attitude that you don't want to harm anyone in that regard. You know what I'm saying? Who have not harmed you. You know, in other words, right. do unto others as others have to do unto you. Okay. You know, that's so that's what idea. we mean. Right, so that's more so what we mean by that. Not just, you know, repent. Like, oh, place where you sense of putting Jesus in. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you can be saved tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, we ain't talking about like that. You know, so I just got to make sure that everybody understand that. You know, so um, when we talk about the inhabitants of the astral world, um, you know, they can descend, you know, to the lowest planes, but unable to ascend to the higher ones. And, uh, you know, and who are these inhabitants? Well, many of them is what's referred to as uh, shadow beings, um, extraterrestrials, reptilians, uh Grays, um, all these things, fairies, shadow beings. Right, right. All, all these things exist. You know what I'm saying? But they exist. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know. Uh, matter of fact, if we go to the Holy Quran, Circle Seven, uh, there, there's something which I definitely will read here. Um, this is chapter three, uh, um, the Lahu lessons, the unity of life. Um, it speaks about the lower self, the cardinal self, the body of desires is a reflection of the higher self, distorted by the murky ethers of the flesh. For what's the flesh? The flesh is the murky ethers. All right. So when you come further down, that was um, verse seven. Come down to verse twenty. It says this evil is a myth. These gods are made of air. So the breath, your breath in conjunction with the mind, can create these thought forms into existence, which is these ETs, these uh, fairies, etc., etc., and project it into what appears to be reality for you. This is the power of the mind. All right, but it says this evil is a myth. These gods are made of air, clothed with shadows of a thought. And what is that? That's shadow people or shadow beings. Okay. All right. Even in the Bible, it tells you also that we battle against principalities. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think it's in the book of Ephesians. Um, 612 um, We wrestle Not against flesh and blood But against principalities Against powers 
against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weak, um, wickedness in high places. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when the word, you look at yeah, go ahead. Whatever they're talking about, the world rulers, the wickedness in high places. Right, and those people, right, the so-called elite, and and them being actually controlled by these astral beings. All right? Um, like, for example, um, I broke down this week on Facebook about the concept of the archeon. And, like, the concept of principalities is understood by the Greek word archie, meaning chief or ruler. So I asked the question, well, who are the archeons? Well, in the Vedic, um, they, they're called the um, Ashuras. Um, and the Buddhists, they, they, you know, this practice is called the, um, um, the Tulpa. So the Archeons are not per se true spirits. They are actually mind beings or mental entities. And many of who um, were made by humans as thought forms. Many of these um, functions as attachments. Even in Scientology, they, they're, they're called implants or as mental parasites. And I gave the illustration that this pale-skinned Jesus, you know what I'm saying, this was created um, by the Catholic Church under Pope Alexander, or Pope, or who is it, Pope Alexander VI, um, utilizing, um, I think, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci, utilizing his son, Cesar Boignier. Um, that that pale-skinned Jesus is a thought form or an image taken, in which that even you go to the book of Revelations, uh, 13th chapter, speaks of the image of the beast. Hmm. All right? And so these archons can take on the forms called familiars. In other words, they can pretend to be your relatives or ancestors that's passed on. All right? But they're and being not. That they're, right, but they're not. But these mental appar- um, apparitions... Um, can actually cease to exist if people just simply stop believing in them. This is why we come to crush this pale-skinned Jesus concept, because it's a thought form. So when we say that it didn't exist, that's exactly what we're saying. Jesus didn't exist. Right. In particular, we talk about this pale-skinned Jesus as a thought form. Right. But you said that... that is, uh... Right, in which that is holding us down... Right now, in a position, being that more than um, um, almost nearly 1.5 billion people believe in it. Yeah, if that's something. That's a hell of a mind control, isn't it? Right, that's some serious mind control. But yet, even in Book of Revelations, again, is the um, first chapter, 13, 14, 15 verse. It tells you about I'm having hair like lamb's wool, feet as if it was burnt in a furnace. And um, voice of many waters, meaning he had a deep voice. Sure, you're right. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and eyes of a flame, of flames of fire. You know what I mean? So, um, th- this is what's going on. You know. Dealing with the, uh, uh, your ancestors, <coughs> excuse me, with your ancestors, uh, they said that you really see your ancestors 
speaking of uh, come as your look like look like your ancestors, but they're not actually your ancestors. Right. They have that even some of these movies uh, right. that they so they know they know the science. Hollywood right. definitely know the science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they the know astral plane and, and the spiritual world. Right. And the mental and the mental plane. Right. And they use and they utilize it in a lot of our movies. Oh yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing it's more open to me now since you explained it to me tonight. And uh, dealing with uh, movies like The Exorcist. Right. They can sound or talk like your ancestors. Or exactly. look like what your ancestors look like when you last saw them. Right. 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 The poltergeists, shadow beings, reptilians, ETs, other ETs as greys, and et cetera, et cetera, insectoids. Um, even the Arturians, which is the pale Nordic skin beings. All this, um, all this is some mental shit. Okay. That's essentially what we was breaking down um, the other um, week when we was dropping about these reptilians. And so, remember, we're talking about a mental being in which that can become attached. Attached to what? Attached to your auric field. So now, you know, this reptilian or this astral being or entity becomes attached, which is part of the archeon um, um, energy, which is mental um, power energy. Um, can now maneuver and control the individual based on the lust, greed, jealousy, envy, and hatred of the lower self, which is referred to as the devil. So when you see the words of the eyes, being at the eyes, right, being at the eyes or the windows to the soul, you look in their eyes, and their eyes change from brown um, with a black iris to icy blue with a slit running down the center. You know damn well that they have some type of um, possession in which that is going on, and I don't right. say demonic because the word demonic, like we said before, comes the word atom ray, in which that is talking about the setting of the sun. Mm. All right, the word team on is the word demon. All right, but team on is actually atom ray. Atom Ra, in which that symbolizes the setting sun. So we don't say um, the word demon in that regard, but we do refer to them as these lower astral entities in which they can become attached to the first and second root chakra of an individual and thus become overshadowed by this archeon or this type of mental, um, um, this mental energy. Okay. Hmm. But the mental entity put a lot of until this pale face Jesus image, right? You know, which is the uh, the big, he didn't even exist. Period. Whether you want to argue the fact that he was so-called black or so-called white, no. Well, the, well, it's it's it's, it's uh, the, uh it's fruitless to argue that because the man didn't exist. No way. Right, but, but the, the Christ, you know, that's actually a ty- or something that you have to attain a certain level of spiritual consciousness uh, to attain the Christ consciousness within you. Right. Like, well, man. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, that's because once we realize it's within us, then that's when we gain all power. 
You know, that's when we begin to start gaining power. Mm. You know. But, they, but uh, people think it's, it's a name, but it's, no, it's a title. You know, there's a level that you have to obtain in all of your spiritual worlds, you know, especially the spiritual world or spiritual, you uh, uh, can say, plane. And higher up that spiritual plane, uh, you can go, you know, with that. Right, well, only the reason for the words because man's words is spirit in man. Spoken word of sounds, um, you know, that occurs by the vibration by the vibrations of thought. And thought of vibration sent forth by the ego or by the soul. So every word you utter should be potent, you know what I'm saying, with soul vibration. You know, so a man's words are lifeless if he fails to impregnate them with spiritual force. And that's what we have to get back to the knowledge of, how to redefine ourselves. Right. We redefine ourselves all over again. Right. You know, that means we have to uh, change our literature and so we can change out the way we think. You know, uh, not to try to tell somebody how to think. Know, but tell you know, know, tell someone uh, where we should be at. You know, that where a lot of things in the world would disappear. And that is the true, to me, that is the true what you call Armageddon. Right. You know, the, 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 the war between the higher and the lower self. When the higher self triumphs over the lower self, or when spirit triumphs over matter. Yeah, because um, as we know, that matter does not exist in the way that we usually conceive it. Nevertheless, it does exist as a cosmic delusion. And to uh, dispel this delusion or illusion requires a, 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 a definite method. You know, you cannot cure a, dr- a drug addict in a moment. You know what I'm saying? So uh, material consciousness possesses man. Uh, through a lack of, uh, you know, of consciousness, of knowledge, of self, and and based on the law of delusion, so he cannot banish it except by learning and following uh, opposite law um, and that of truth. So, you know, once once we realize that, then we can begin to start, you know, doing some things. Because there's a difference between matter and spirit. Uh, uh, the difference is is the rate of vibration. You know, a difference of degree, not of kind. So it's the same kind, just different degree of the same kind. You know what I'm saying? So the point may be uh, better understood uh, that although um, all vibration, uh, I think vibration from like 16 to 20,000 cycles per second are gross enough to to be audible for man to, you know, to hear, you know, but vibration between 16 and over 20,000, or inaudible. In other words, we can't hear a dog whistle. Right. You see? You know, but the do- a dog can't because his hearing is greater than ours. Exactly. At least appears to be until we tap into clear audience. 
which is our heightened sense of hearing. But as long as we're just using our regular sense of hearing, we can't hear it. Because we know that each man is stamped with the vibration signature of his own state of consciousness and emanates a, a characteristic influence on persons and things. You know what I'm saying? For example, uh, uh, Brother L, if you walked into a room, you know what I'm saying? There's an there's a, um, impression of, of um, astral or auric energy in which that you leave it, when you sit down on the things in which that you touch, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, I would uh, examine it, you know, what is this? You know? Right. Right, so man is um, able to create both matter and consciousness in his illusionary dream world. Therefore, you know, it should not be difficult for, for, for him or her to realize that spirit um, utilizing the power of, of Maya, which is disillusion, you know what I'm saying, um, has created for man a dream world of life or consciousness um, um, existence that is um, essence is as false, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 as all man's experiences in this dream state. And this is what is meant by when we read in the Holy Quran, Circle 7, it speaks about um, about how man is mixed with truth and falsehood. Right. And that's the battle you know? between the truth and falsehood. Right, right. That's the, the lower self, the higher self, and the lower self again. Right. Right, or that keeps going back to the same thing. But it's, it's, it's a shame that most of these more science temples, they don't teach that. Right. Like it's being taught tonight, you know. Right, 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 right. Um, but but that's, that's why it says that yet these guys possess no ears to hear, no eyes to see, no heart to sympathize, no power to save. You know what I'm saying? It says, man seeks salvation from an evil that they deem a living monster of the neither world. And they have gods that are but demons in disguise. This is what we're talking about, that you know, these familiars or entities, astral entities, compose themselves off as the ancestors. All powerful yet full of jealousy and hate and lust. You know what I'm saying? These, these, these demons, as we want to say, like I said, I don't like using it, but let's use that for right now for y'all can understand what we're talking about. Right. These entities, um, you know, these um, so-called reptilians, greys, whatever, these, these beings don't like us. In fact, based on all reports of those who study ufology, the reptilians say that they was here before us and want this damn planet back. So their whole thing is about depopulating the planet. So oftentimes when you see those in high position, you know, they're attached. These reptilians, um, this reptilian energy through their reptilian portion of their brain, which is their brain stem, through the first and second chakra, you can see their eyes change once you disrupt their energy field, once you disrupt their emotions, because they can't handle their emotions very well. So they get upset, they get angry, boom. 
just look in their eyes. And that's why they'll have no really compassion for humanity. Right. At all. Have compassion. You know? Right. Right. And see, this evil is a myth. They really don't exist if you want to know the truth of it. But because we have books written on it, we have, um, you know, uh, people have dreamt it. They have seen it with their own eyes. I know I have. I've seen UFOs. I've seen uh, um, people, um, uh, reptilian hybrids, as they refer, or reptoids, as they refer to them as, with eyes that change. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. But that shit is not the greatest. It's not of the higher self. It's of the lower self. All right? It was of the lower self. Mm-hmm. And remember, these guys are made of air. Shu is air. Yahshua. Yeshua Legba. So they should be easy to defeat. Right. That, by what? By the breath. Because God breathed into the nostrils of man the breath of life, made man a living soul. So to reach your higher self, which is your Allah and man, you must learn the science of the holy breath. The, the Holy Quran speaks about this, period. That is the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Teach Allah that, that uh, uh, teach them that Allah and man are one, but through thought and words and deeds, man tore himself away from Allah and debased himself. Mm. So teach that the holy breath will, uh, will make them one again, restoring harmony and peace. Well, if you get the book, um, Scientific Healing Affirmations by Yogananda, he says the phenomenal world operates under the Maya, the law of duality and oppositional state. It is thus a unreal world that veils the truth of the divine oneness and unchangeableness. Man in his mortal aspect dreams of duality and contrast, life and death, health and disease, happiness and sorrow. But when he awakens in soul consciousness, all duality disappears, and he knows himself as the eternal and blissful spirit. Mm. So through the Maya and man's um, consequent ignorance of his soul, human consciousness is isolated from cosmic consciousness or infinite consciousness. The mind, the, the mind of man is subject to change and limitation. But the cosmic consciousness, which is infinite consciousness, is free from all restrictions and is never involved in um, experiences of duality. In other words, cosmic consciousness, or what we call infinite consciousness, don't fuck with death and life, uh, disease and health, um, fleet and sorrow and fleet and joy, uh, and so on and so on. And the divine mind, the unchangeable perspective of blissfulness is ever-present. Mm. So as soon as man increases his understanding of the immaterial origin of flesh, his belief in the healing powers um, of drugs disappears. He sees that all disease has its roots in the mind. So he has to master the science of the mind. Because that's where everything comes from in that aspect of what is taught by Tahuti. 
as the oil is mine and everything in the universe is mental or everything is energy. Mm. Mm. So, well, consciousness is, is a finer and matter is grosser. Vibration is one transcendental spirit. Consciousness is the vibration of his subjective aspect, and matter is the vibration of his objective aspect. Spirit, as um, as cosmic consciousness, is potentially um, emanating in objective vibratory matter, and manifested itself subjectively as the consciousness present in all forms of creation, reaching its highest expression in the human mind, with its countless um, ramifications of thought, feelings, will, and imagination. All right. So this is what he's saying. This that's uh, that's that's powerful. That's a powerful statement right there. It is. You know. So we know that on the other hand, um, a mental cure is um, superior to all methods of physical cure, because will, imagination, faith, and reason are states of consciousness that actually and directly act from within. They furnish the motive power that stimulates and direct the life energy to accomplish um, any definite task. This is what we have to come back to understanding of. You know, because everybody just want to focus on just the food aspect. Right. You know, or the water aspect. You know, the mind is a miniature sun, hence the reason why the sun disk comes up over top of the head, which is referred to as a halo or haru, because the L and the R is interchangeable letters in the metronature. So halo becomes the word haru or heru or horus. Okay? Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the, the more we, the, we uh, put this out in a lot of our temples, mosques, and churches, man, this this all the problems the ills of the world be be over overnight. Right. You know, because uh, they're not. I mean, they people that even among Islam, you know, uh, people different religions actually believe. That uh, they are actually studying their doctrine, the true doctrine of each religion, you know, and they're not. Once you break it right. down in the metaphysical terms and the uh, dealing with the astral plane and dealing with the mental plane and dealing with the spiritual plane and dealing mm-hmm. with the mental plane, you know, uh, the, and even some science like the animal kingdom or the vegetable kingdom. You know, right. and they, uh, they're being taught, you know, and other sciences, you know, which deals with the Bible and the Quran and the, the, the Bhagavad Gita and all the other uh, so-called spiritual books, you know. And once they get the understanding of that, like I say, you know, the game is over. But the, but the world rulers know this, so they keep a, a, a stamp on all that. And all they pick paid preachers, cardinals, and rabbis, uh, uh, bishops, preachers, uh, I mean, it's, it's a worldwide thing, and it's, it's really fantastic when you really look at it, 
and how they really, really manipulate the world, the minds of the people of the world. Right, and, and that's because oftentimes they themselves are um, controlled by these um, attachments that we talked about. Um, <coughs> but how you gain your, how you gain knowledge above those attachments is real simple by mastering the science of breath um, and learning how to absorb more prana. Right, there's three places that we always speak about that you can store prana. All right, now now what is prana? Prana is a Sanskrit word um, derived from the word pra, which means forth. And um, on to um, which makes means to breathe or move or live. So thus, prana, you know what I'm saying, um, means to breathe forth or um, life breath or life energy, being the nearest English translation or equivalence of the Sanskrit term. All right. So as in the um, Hindu thought, though, um, there is but one life, one consciousness, and prana has been used um, for the supreme self which is the higher self so the tap into the higher self is through the holy breath which is through prana huh. okay so hence life on each plane may be spoken of as the prana of the plane prana becomes the life breath in every creature alright we understand that so what is prana prana is the vitality is a vital force the existence of which is not yet formally recognized by Orthodox Western scientists. Remember, we just talked about that. They're now just tapping into it, talking about quarks. These are subatomic particles. They're now just getting it. Right? So, um, understand that, you know, we're dealing with prana. And from um, atma, this prana is born. And who's atma? Atma is the same as atom. Or Adam Cadman, the heavenly man, as we would say, within the Hebrew translation or the Kabbalah. Um, Atma um, is recognized or described as Atma in his outgoing activity. In other words, the manifestation of Atma or Adam, you know what I'm saying, and me being the children of Adam, hence the atoms or the atomic structure, you know I'm saying, is by way of prana. You know? Um, so when the Hebrew speaks of the breath of life, which is, um, they call it the nephesh, all right, breathe into the nostrils of Adam, the nephesh, you know, they're not speaking of of, of, um, of just prana alone, but prana combined with the next principle, which is karma. And karma, um, this together is the vital spark that, that is the breath of life in man, you know, in the beasts or the, you know, animals and in the insects of, of, um, of physical and material life. Mm. Mm. You know, so Brandon links. Go ahead, God. Of the material life, uh, like, you know, like, really don't uh, really exist, right? Right, but that's the matter. Yeah. Uh, uh, the really? Maya, that's that's the Maya that we I'm talking about too. That these entities utilize in order to control us at these certain levels or lower levels that we refer to on this first and second overtone level of the astral plane. But in order to control ourselves and be able to control them, such as Solomon did through um, the greater keys and lesser keys of, of, um, of King Solomon, um, is through a five-pointed star and through a six-pointed star. Um, this is to re really be talking about um, the overlaying of these particular symbols upon the body. Hence, 
um, for example, we have a macabre, as we stated. So if you was able to generate your macabre to a higher level and the absorption of more prana stored within the third eye area, the back of the heart, and right under the navel, um, about two fingers underneath the navel, um, and store that energy, then you are able to control um, these entities, these lower entities, and they can't control you. You know what I'm saying? So the more prana that you can absorb and store, the more you are able to control this maya or this illusion or delusion. So that's that's the key of what's really going on. And um, that's what we talk about is that um, this, this happens by way of um, first learning from the signs of breath. So we know that, um, you know, the yogi or the yogic um, powers that is known as the sethis. Um, it says those who acquire these setis are known as the sethas. Um, the process through which that they obtain the setis is called um, sethanda. Um, pranayama is one of the most important sethanda. It says through the practice of hasana, you can control the physical body, and through pranayama, you can control the subtle astral body or the um, linga um, sarira, as there is a intimate connection between the breath and nerve current control of the breath that leads to the control of the vital inner currents. This is the reason why they refer to, um, you go to the... Uh, Dictionary, what's the dictionary, what's the Merriam dictionary, Merriam what's the dictionary, whatever you want to refer to it as. You go there and you look up the word breath, you will see the word spirit embedded inside the definition. Go and look up the word spirit, you see the word breath embedded inside the definition. They are both um, synonymous. So breath is sign, um, breath is um, spirit, spirit is breath. All right, the word spirit comes from the Latin words um, spiros or spiritus, which means to breathe uh, or blow out. All right? So by the Holy Ghost, the church. Right, right, that's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Breath. Right, the Holy Breath, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, all that is one and the same thing, which is actually talking about the breath activating the Holy Spirit, which is the Kutalini aspect of ourselves, which is called the Shekinah within the Hebrew or Kabbalistic text, in which that is the feminine face of God, mm-hmm. which is Osset, All right. as she's called within oh. um, the Temerian text. All right, or what's called the Perhem Heru text, or the book of coming forth by day and night. Now, within the Bible, she's called Sophia, which is wisdom, mentioned within the book of Ecclesiastics and Proverbs. Which leads you to the Naga. Right. Exactly. Mm. So they they know they know what's really going on. It's just us breaking this down so that people can understand, um, you know what's you know what's what. So the prana may be defined as the finest vital force in everything that becomes visible on the physical plane, as motion and action, and on the mental plane as thought. The word pranayama therefore means the restraint of vital energies. It is the control of the vital energies which tingles through the nerves of the person. It moves the muscles, cause him or her to sense the external world, think um, his or her internal thoughts. The energy is as such as nature that it may be called the viva of the animal organism. The control of this force 
is what is the aim by the yogins by means of pranayama. He who conquers this is not only the conqueror of his own existence on the physical and mental plane, but the conqueror of the whole world. Mm. You see that? So, mm. uh, and they can get this from the science of pranayama, read by Swami um, Savananda. This is what he's saying in here. So, we don't have to be um, under the behest of these entities from the first and second overtone um, level of the astral plane. These ETs and shadow beings and um, reptilians and all these other, you know, entities or whatever, you know, um, because we can conquer it through the science of breath, through pranayama. It's the prana that is the very essence of the cosmic life. And this is what they tap it into in order to um, mess with us as they exist on other planes of existence. Right. But when we build up our auric field and strengthen our auric field, then they can't they, they can't mess with us. Right. So it's a known fact. Even when you do astral travel, you should go up yourself in gold light or white light before you exit your body, mm. so that these um, entities can't mess with you. So the prana is the very essence of cosmic life, that subtle principle which evolved the whole universe into its present form, and which is pushing it towards its ultimate goal. So to the yogi, the whole universe is his body. The matter which composes his body is the same that evolved the universe. The force which pulsates through his um, nerve is not different from the force which vibrates through the universe, um, which is centrifugal and sympathetical force. That's the breath itself. Inhale, exhale, push and pull. Yank and yang. So the conquest over the body does therefore means to him the conquest over the forces of nature. Hence, one becomes a nature or a force of nature. According to the Hindu philosophy, the whole nature is composed of two principal um, um, substances. One of them is called the akasha or ether and the other is called prana or energy. These two may be seen to compose matter and force of and the and the force of the moderate scientists. Everything in this universe that possess form or that has material existence is evolved out of this omnipresent and all pervading subtle substance, Akasha. Gas, liquid and solid, the whole universe consists of our solar system and millions of huge systems like ours and in fact every kind of um ex um extent um that may be brought under the world created, from I mean, existence, excuse me, that may be brought under the world created, or the product of this one subtle and invisible akasha, and at the end, um, cycle returns to the starting point. It is the same way that all forces of nature that are known to man, gravitation, light, heat, electricity, magnetism, all those that can be grouped under the generic name of energy, physical um, creation, nerve, Currents, all of such that known as animal forces, which is anima, uh, which is the animal or spirit in which that um, give us the ability to live, and thus and other intellectual forces also may be said to be the manifestation of cosmic prana. From prana, they spring into existence, and in prana, they finally subside. Every kind of force in this universe, physical or mental, can be resolved into the original force. There can be nothing new except these two forces in some one of their form. Conservation of matter, conservation of energy are the two fundamental laws of nature. 
while one teaches that the subtle um, total of Akasha forms the universe is constant, the other teaches that the sum total of energy that vibrates the universe is also constant quantity. At the end of each cycle, the different manifestations of energy quiet down and become potent or potential. So also the Akasha, um, which becomes indistinguishable, but at the beginning of the new cycle, the energy starts up again and act on the Akasha so as to evolve the various forms. Accordingly, when the Akasha changes and become gross and subtle, Prana also changes and become gross and subtle. As the human body is only a macrocosm to a yogi, his body is composed of the nervous system and the internal organs of perception represent to him the microcosmic akasha, the nerve currents and thought currents and the cosmic prana. All right? So basically, Mm -hmm. he states, he who has grasped this prana has grasped the very core of cosmic life and activity. He who has conquered and controlled this very essence has not only subjected his own body and mind, but every other body and mind in this universe. Thus, pranayama and the control of prana is that means by which the yogi tries to realize in his little body the whole of cosmic life and tries to obtain perfection by getting all the powers in this universe. His various exercises and training are for this one end. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) So in the movie Ghost, uh, a lot of the criminals were killed. Uh, That's what uh, you meant by the the shadow... Uh, the, the, the the shadow uh, bodies, right? That gets them that that takes them, you know, to a different mm-hmm. plane, though. Right. Right. It, it, it takes them back to the realm of form, in which that um, they face their second death because they had to disintegrate, and then that energy in which that is left um, is actually uh, would be utilized to form uh, the various material, uh, mineral, mm. plant, mm-hmm. animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. I've never had no one break it down to me like that. Like you just broke it down to, uh, to me tonight, Dr. Eileen. No, you're welcome, Mark. Um That's that's Not the like point that. why we do what we do, bro. Wow. Woo. <laughs> no, hopefully, cast again what we're talking about here. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, the key ingredient to healing, building, or destroying is the manipulation of this universal life force energy. So entities that have hostile agendas towards us, whether they are called the jinn or demons or fairies, ETs, reptilian shadow beings, or archeon, know how to manipulate these forces. It would be wise for us to begin to learn um, Reiki, pranic healing, Qigong, Tai Chi, and all other energy modalities to avoid their manipulation and even possible possession. So this is the reason why we practice what we practice. There's no need for um, us to lend our physical body to them for no communication mm-hmm. or for anything else. Because once you tap yourself into your higher self, then you have all answers. Because mm-hmm. you become the master of um, of that prana that we're talking about. And the more prana you can store, the more prana you can have, the more powerful you become, the more of the sole controller you are. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody have any questions, we got the last few minutes here. You can give us a call at 626-414-3535. That's 626-414-3535. Um, give us a call if you want to get in um, for this last five minutes or so. Um, Brother L, you got anything you want to build for those last few minutes? Yeah, so you said that's the, the, the what you call the shadow bodies or the shadow beings. Right. Right. And it's mentioned right there in the um mentioned right there in the Holy Quran Circle Seven, uh, people bypass it. Okay. Is is mentioned right there. You know? Okay. Um mm-hmm. The proper way is the shadow bodies, not the shadow beings though. Well, shadow people, both. shadow being, right. Um, the shadows is, is all referring to um, um, Ephesians when we um, just read about it, when we were talking about Ephesians, and uh, we okay. were talking about the principalities of darkness. Remember Ephesians 6, um, six chapter 12 verse, where he said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, so um, that's really what we're battling against. The rulers of darkness in this world are the shadow people. And those people who become overshadowed by these astral beings or archeons in which that tends to make them do their bidding. And one of their biddings right now is to find um, some type of weaponry in which that can um, damage us by our ethnicity, as well as also um, kill us off and depopulate the planet. You know, so um, these principalities are like uh, ruling devil spirits, possessing um, executive authority, as we would say, or governmental ruler, or rule in this world. So as you see, this uh, ruling power usually involves a particular nation, people, or race. Uh, there are um, evil angels ruling the kingdom of the world that opposes, as we would say, the truth of God, you know, and of which Satan is the chief prince or ruler of both the world system and its organized organization of what they refer to as demons, you know what I'm saying? But really, we, uh, and, and, and this is what is really meant by Matthew, the 12th chapter, 24 verse, you know what I'm saying? So uh, this is all biblical English transliteration of the ancient tales I'm here, but we can still utilize what we just broke down here in um, in tonight's discussion, um, the realness of it as we just broke down, you know what I'm saying? But that's just the biblical version of it. But as you see, everything that we see in all ties into even the biblical, the Quranic, the Holy Quran, Circle 7, also um, the Vedic, uh, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Marababa, the... the, the um, you Spanish had, uh many of the Zoroastrian texts, 60. many of the various books, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so-called spiritual books, um, teach the exact same information as this, you know, what we're talking about. All right, before Matthew. we go, we got area code 410, area code 410, you're on the line. Hey, what's going on, brothers? Peace, peace. Peace, peace. Good, good show. Sound like, um, sound like we'd be gone in 60 seconds, uh, countdown. But, um, yeah, hey, I just had a quick question, uh, Dr. Eileen. Why, why is it, um, really can't build up the question like a one-two time frame, but why does it seem like 
every time somebody gives a past life regression, why is it everybody was a king, everybody <laughs> was a queen, everybody was a ruler, a pharaoh, nobody right. was a slave, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, that, that all goes back to what we're talking about, is that you have these familiar spirits, which are actually um, the archeon, and which that... Um, give these impressions to these so-called seance. Remember, they're not dealing with the spirit of the person who has actually passed on. They're dealing with um, astral energy or residue, in which that still exists at, um, in a shell form or disincarnated um, spirit um, form on the, ast- on the lower astral plane before these um, disintegrate and return back to the realm of form. So that's really what they're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Um, so people who attempt to channel or people... Uh, who claiming that they know what is going on with the individual? Only thing they doing is picking these spirits are picking up on um, the memories of um, of the individual. You know what I'm saying? Who is um, participating in the seance and they revealing to them information on which that um, to the other person in order to show you how good that they can read. You know what I'm saying? The individual. But this is all by um, control of the Archeon. All right, and um, I mean not to be a, a stickler or anything, but you are you, you um, talking about the Arch- Archons, not the uh, Archeons, hey. but the, hey, know, the Archeons, the Archons, the Archons. Mm-hmm. Archons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because. Because uh, I'm glad you touched on that earlier with uh, the thought forms. They, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, a lot of movies. Yeah, they, they t- I think they even touched on that in Day Live about um, the Archons, but of course they didn't use that terminology. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a lot of a lot of um, I guess you could say ambivalence with. The reincarnation um, doctrines, because like if if you really look at it, all the different cultures, they even they had different views on uh, reincarnation. Even though uh, you know it's it's like we we all talk about the um, uh, the Atman or the, or the soul, but it's like how do we still have these different cultures just talking about? Different perspectives on it. Um, like, like for instance, one of the saddest things I heard about this year was uh, the Aborigines in in uh, in Australia. They said that uh, their reincarnation is some, something about they they can go from children. And the uh, the children, the parent, the parent uh, imagery of a parent would be in a child, but um, if they lucky, they will reincarnate to a white person. Uh, that's one of the saddest things I I heard this year. But um, you know, that's not like a broken spirit. You know that like they just they they broken down or whatever. No, it definitely is. Yeah. Here you is. The only, you you on a landmass before these pack of woods even showing up. You talking about to be lucky to reincarnate to a, a pale face? 
Mm. Yeah, that definitely is sad, bro. I mean, well, I mean, that's 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 how much we've been broken. Like that's what I was just talking about—the image of the um, of the bell, Jesus, man. I'm being right. a thought form in which that is um, indoctrinated us um, into that particular position of self-hatred. So now, um, any white person that we see, being that Jesus uh, is not just the Son of God, He is God, then any white person that we see automatically becomes God also. Um, therefore, we would rather strive towards that image than our own likeness. And therefore, that's what it's talking about in the book of Revelation, the 12th chapter, um, 13th chapter, which speaks about um, the image of the beast. And they understood that that beast image would be um, utilized in order to capture the minds of the, um, of the indigenous people or uh, people in general on the planet around the world. What do you um, think about it? It's in the uh, the wisdom of Solomon. They can talk about him being uh, a noble soul as a, when he was a child, uh, being a noble soul, <clears throat> a noble soul, and then as he went to the uh, unblemished body, um, not about like he like he he fell as he went to the unblem unblemished body. It's like kind of far as he. They went with the uh, reincarnational aspect, you know, much as they could. And then, then they take out, um, I think Justin took out a lot of reincarnation aspects at 525 and about. Right. right, he did. But but when we go back and look at even at the, you know, Bible, um, Jesus shows incarnation twice within the book of John. It's actually just mm-hmm. like a chapter or so apart where, um, the disciples asked about John the Baptist, who was John the Baptist, and Jesus said he was the, um, the return of Elijah. And then they asked him, um, then Jesus asked them, he said, well, whom do they say that I am? And then they say, well, Jeremiah, one of the prophets of old, you know, Elias, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, so the reincarnation is still in there. You know what I'm saying? And it's still, still told throughout the various... Um, inspired books you know the only thing which that the Hindu um, um, that many people have misquoted the Hindus and in, in, in understanding is that uh, the role of recycling you know saying of energy recycling um, as another um, animal or entity you know right um, oh, you're talking about last Right, right. So it, that's that's the thing in which that everybody don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Um, can a you know uh, you know a brother was telling me today about a story of this brother named um, Cobra Kai, and he was uh, talking to this possum and told him that the possible that the possum could possibly um, be human in his next incarnation, the next life. Mm. Well. What what is missing out of that scenario is that um, energy um, dissipates. You know what I'm saying? Well, not energy per se, but the form of that energy dissipates and returns to what we call the realm of form, in which that can be utilized by um, everyone. Um, you know, in the process of, of breathing, in which that keeps and keeps their 
physical composition together. Okay, so um, there's a re recycling process. It's not reincarnation. It's a recycling process, which that can be uh, understood as as compared to uh, as if uh, uh, animal species can jump, you know, to become a human species, blah blah blah, like that in that sense. Right. Um, you're talking more of a transmigration. Right. Um, what was it? I think they had four of them. Transmigration, uh, reincarnation, palingenesis, and um, uh, it's like uh, it's something else, but yeah, they, like you're saying, uh, cycling the energy, not not just your uh, your typical uh, evolutionary, you know, like going from from ape to man type of simplicity, as far as that. Right. But exactly. But yeah, that that, that brings up my. Uh, I mean, I guess the show pretty much done. But uh, that um, I had a question about the uh, like you just brought up that guy that was talking about the possum. And um, you know the kind of the confusion with the Vedic text, and then um, uh, I think it's in Jainism and some of the texts in Mayahana Buddhism, it talk about eating meat, and even uh, Osho he touched on it too, and uh, Blavatsky about um, some people can't remember their past lives due to eating that dirty ass meat. Right. And, um, and and I, I just came from a um, family reunion. I mean, I, I wanted to ask you about that too, also, but that's, well, that's some, kind of some silly stuff. Veil, um, some want to veil, some want to veil, and keep and keep from remembering their last past life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They incarnated back in um, this time around, and that means they know they must did some more fucked up shit in the last. <laughs> Probably running around with Prozac in that baby bottle, exactly. <laughs> trying to trying to keep from the memories. Exactly. They don't want to find that out. That <laughs> kind of remind you when when people playing um, the TV rollout, like yeah, almost but, like but, a drug. But, right, right. But but also notice when you're speaking about drugs, but notice people who. Medicate themselves by drugs. Medicate themselves on alcohol. Medicate themselves with food. Medicate themselves with sex. These are all veils in which that keeps them from remembering who they actually are because they're so focused on something external in which that they think and that will help them. Yes, sir. Yep. Try try to help them. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, bro, it was a, a wonderful show once again. I, I came in a little late, but yeah, from what I heard. No, appreciate that, brother. Appreciate All right, brother L. Brother L, well, we got any comments before we go? Yeah, we did it again, Dr. Ali. Oh, yeah. Yeah, brother. So, you know, uh, 
All I can say is do it again next week. Okay, okay. Same time, same Sounds station. Good. All right. And um, basically I got to say is just um, go back and play it again, understand the concepts and what we're talking about, because this is actually like a continuation of the last um, two um, shows that Brother L and I have. All right, so just like a little redo or, you know, combination or continuance, as we would say. So um, check us out. Go back and listen to this information again. Um, next time, um, y'all need to have some questions. You know, just listening, you know what I'm saying? Um, I appreciate um, Brother calling in, you know what I'm saying? But um, we need calls, you know what I'm saying? We need, um, you know, questions in which that people might have, experiences that y'all might have gone through. All right. Um, in order to help other people uh, wake up in this conscious movement or awareness, I should say, you know, this right. conscious conscious community thing is then becoming redundant. Um, just let's say be yeah. becoming more aware. All right. So um, that's my piece. Also, September the 18th, 19th, and 20th, we have our um, event going on. Please call us at 910-364-9099. That's 910-364-9099. Um, go to our website, www.drlainmelbay.com. Go to the calendar of, of, um, of calendar of events. You will see that our event, September the 18th, 19th, and 20th, 2015, the Melanin Conference is going to be hidden. If you all enjoyed the information that we've been dropping on these radio shows over the last four years, um, then come, you know, and enjoy you know, up close and personal as we drop this information and teaching you even more in-depth information that we can't even go into on the radio show because sometimes you need um, an actual seminar expo where you can actually get hands-on. And um, we teach hands-on. You know what I mean? We will be teaching Qigong, Tai Chi, Reiki, various forms of Reiki, uh, all types of energy modalities, metaphysics, esoteric teachings, occult, um, sciences, everything you can possibly think of, we we trying to drop within a three-day span. And the ones in which that you gravitate towards is what you get certified in. So you go back home with certifications in these various arts um, so that you can actually open up. Um, we tell you how to open up your own business. You go to the Secretary of State building, um, do um, un- unincorporated um, association on form, you know, um, you can call the IRS and get an EIN number. I mean, we, we we go into it, show you, and tell you how to do everything to open up your own practice, blah, blah, blah. So call us, 910-364-9099. Go to the website, www.drlamelbay.com. Go to Calendar of Events. Check it out. Get your reservations. Come, participate, support. That's what we need, support, all right, yeah. so we can continue continue doing this, all right? Um, there's not many who can drop the information, like the way we drop it, no. um, and that's why we special, right, that's the way we specialize in the way that we do it, because this is something on which that is very important to us, and we want it to be very important to you, because this is about saving, you saving your own soul. A white man, a pale man, ain't coming out the sky to wipe your ass for you, he ain't gonna be. He ain't gonna save. He ain't gonna save. He ain't coming no. He ain't coming from out of the damn heavens, from out of outer space, just to come here to wipe your ass. 
All right. So, so what that means is, <laughs> what, what that, <laughs> what that means is that you have to learn how to wipe your ass yourself. All right. So this is self-saving that we're talking about. All right. Not waiting for someone to come out the sky to do it for you. All right. So um, this is this is my um, my 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 uh, summary of tonight episode. So peace, y'all. Y'all peace. Party to the cosmos. You can really say this is a gift and a message. My music is a weapon when I use it on the reckless. Spaceship hovering throughout the whole region Open up the sky and take the shortcut to Venus Getting on my liver, it's a hard pill to swallow Like comparing your religion to it if the earth is hollow No need to cry there and let it soak in your tomorrows Let my music soak up all your bittersweet sorrows See the sun shining, I lay back and kick it Staying sucker free is my new way of living One day we get together, then we all start billing But the ball that I dribble got me posting like flipping Champagne glasses around my organite pyramid Glazing at the stars Show the kids where we really live These solar flares got my DNA 12 stranded Collect the kids' trends and feed it to the man spring Wash the tall moors Some of us, we've been here to reunite the others And cool the world with wind chills I put rap to the back for a good reason 2012-21 was a good season Fake people get exposed just for who they are Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars My flow brain the fear of God to the modern rappers They crawling backwards, kicking men in chest and hard attack Ever since the kid went galactic my center bracket reached the top and interacted with my solar status The microphone will grab it, I guess it's just a habit A living legend in your presence order like the Mavericks It ain't about me, nah, but it's about the future A golden race is only dealing with the cockadoodles I talk it to you like your grandma and your mama used to The final stage, I ride away just like it's Honolulu I proved my old school, but since I stayed there Galactic conscious awareness, I got my brace there See with the eye of Hayru, no longer bend the knees My inner chiefs are in me when it's time to leave this modern day crap, how do we be follow it? I'd rather symbolize my neighbor in the hieroglyphs Declare peace without Battlestar Galactica Footstepping backwards on my way back to Africa To wash the tall moors, some of us we've been here To reunite the others, to cool the world with wind chills I put rap to the back for a good reason 2012-21 was a good season Fake people get exposed just for who they are Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars My flow brain the fear of God to the modern rappers They crawling back with Kick him in the chest, my heart attack and wash the tall moors. Some of us, we've been here to reunite the others to cool the world with wind chills. I put rap to the back for a good reason. 2012, 21 was a good season. Fake people get exposed just for who they are. Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars. My flow brain the fear of God to the modern rappers. They crawling backwards, kick him in the chest, my heart attack him.